My days working, taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, uh, Raul Shu left early last time, and he one-upped himself by not even showing up for this one. So uh, it'll just be the two of us this time. I'm gonna gonna rag on him. Uh, long day at the long day at the golf course, apparently there. Um, but either way, we're recording this uh, Saturday after Duke beats Boston College, eighty to sixty-five, and Cameron behind a pretty dominant second half that we'll probably spend most of our time talking about that. Uh, another strong Mark Mitchell performance, 17 and seven uh, MVP again. I think that's two in a row for him. So that continues to track here. Ro, any global thoughts you want to say before we just kind of jump in? I really want to talk about that post matchup first, because that's kind of what we spent most of our preview on. Um, but just any kind of global thoughts you want to jump in before that, or you want to just jump right in? Well, I mean, first of all, I'll give myself a pat on the back for, uh, I think I predicted a 15 point win, maybe 16. Um, and then you guys just kind of copycatted me, yeah. so you don't get <laughs> yeah. credit. But uh, yeah, I mean, globally, I just thought that the defense was just great throughout the entire game. Um, you know, even in the first half when we couldn't make a three and we had drawn no free throws. Yeah. So obviously your offense is going to bog down when that happens. So for the defense to just kind of hold firm the whole time, that gave us the wiggle room we needed. Yeah, yeah. And we can talk about that too. But yeah, no free throws in the first half. Um Three-point percentage ended up being pretty okay, but it started pretty rough there. We were on track to not not shoot the ball well. Um, 
another one of those games, kind of like Notre Dame, where it was like you had this opportunity to kind of maybe blow things open in the first half, couldn't do it. Thankfully, the second half, like we kind of just flipped the switch a little bit and, and took control of the game. Um, but let's let, I'm going to back up a little bit just because I think this is the most important aspect of the game. Let's talk about this post matchup. So we previewed it. Um, we were not that we were afraid of that matchup, but I mean, he's their best player. He's a fifth year senior, I believe. Um, he's been I think he's averaging like what, 16 or 18 or something like yeah. that. Um, Somewhere in that range. Yeah, yeah. So we hold him to like half of his average. He's also more than just a score. And you saw that tonight. Like he is the hub. They play very similar to how Flip, you know, they use him as that to kind of distribute, to get guys uh, moving around him. I thought BC did a great job of trying to do that. And they were trying to relocate. Um, Defense was scrambling around here all over the place. I thought, too, they made some tough shots. You know, I think this could be a game where it's like, when you pan out and there's, you know, on Twitter, there's a little bit of kind of dichotomy of, you know, well, we're playing good defense. And the other one's like, well, BC's really kind of taking advantage of it. And maybe both things are true a little bit where we're playing good defense and they're just kind of getting into the middle. And the Zachary kids was making a t- lot of tough twos there in the first half. Not so much in the second half there. Um, who, who was the other kid? Uh, Madsen or he, he really impressed me. Yeah, yeah, and the Zachary kid, I think, was just in the first half. Right, just yeah. Hit several of those just kind of tough mid-range twos. Madsen kind of was doing it the whole game for the yeah. most part there. Um, but yeah, yeah, the, the the post thing. And so we talked about him and Flip. Um, we also kind of discussed this idea of like, well, what if you put Mark on him? You know, what if you show this guy different looks? And I thought we were really in our bag defensively. I mean, Mitchell was a primary defender on him. Flip was a primary defender on him. We had guards switching down. And it's like, I think it's easy to sit there and watch it and be like, oh, dude, Jeremy Roach is on him. This guy's got to go to work. But maybe that throws you off in real time a little bit because we're doubling down a little bit. We never let him get comfortable. I don't even think he scored his first like actual bucket until like midway through the second half or something like that. Um Absurd, absurd. But what did you think about just how we played him, how we attacked him, what we were looking to do to kind of, I mean, it was clearly the game plan was neutralize this guy. We're switching one through five here. I mean, what did you see regarding how we attacked him? Yeah, well, like you said, um, we were switching the entire game. And I think that's been a good look for us the entire year. And we should, uh, you know, maybe that should be our baseline defense that we just kind of commit to, um, except when Ryan Young's in the game. And then you just switch one through four. But, you know, Flip is very mobile. Um, We got a lot of, like, perimeter size when you have, like, Proctor and Foster and Mitchell out there. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I thought that just our rotations and our quick help were really on point. Like, when Post did get a touch down in the post, um, we would often just quickly double him. Um, But then we were able to get back out and contest shots. And they did get a few open threes out of that. But I thought we did a good job of making sure that the people who were getting open threes were not their good shooters. Yeah. And a lot of them, some of them ones that they made, I mean, they shot five of 26. We can talk about that too. That was yeah. huge as the key to the game there. Um, some of them we were, had a little bit of late rotations over uh, or late closeouts, but we weren't just like completely giving them open threes. I thought we did a decent job of showing on him and then trying to get back. Um, but for him to only get what he takes, five total shots. Yeah. Um, I mean, he has three turnovers. He has four fouls. I mean, you know, this was a guy last year that really caused a lot of issues for us. I mean, we talked about yep. that. Um, 
He's minus 22 tonight and Flip's plus 22. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think Flip only having two fouls this game was a coincidence because we're switching, right? So part of that, like you're mentioning, is maybe that's how we help Flip. John's been talking about, I got to help him. We got to help him. Maybe that's a way. And like I said in the the last podcast, actually, if you're going to be switching, um, that's a good type of defense for guys like Sean Stewart and Blake's to play. So if you are going to try to get into your bench a little bit more, then having the switching defense as your kind of baseline gives them a clear role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to come, to come back to the uh, guards, um, even uh, switching on to post a few times there, I thought that when they did, they did a great job of fronting him. There was one play in particular where Proctor was guarding him in the post, and uh, the announcers commented on it, and they could just not get him the ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, you got the mismatch, got the mismatch. Um, and even when we did, there were also times where we started to get some deflections around in there, either on yep. his kickouts or on ours. Um, I think one was like a huge play in the game, like when Sean had his back-to-back buckets, but one was like he was trying to kick it out, flip hits it, gets right back to him and just goes right back up. Um, yeah, I, I guess we could, that segues us a little bit and talking about some of the keys to this game, I just thought our effort and energy level was just really high. Um, I thought our execution was really high. Um, some of the passing was a little bit sloppy, but I think I, I'm starting, I need to look at the the pacing numbers probably over the last few games here, but I, th- I think it's attributed it to that. I mean, Notre Dame, and then again with BC, it seems like we've made this conscious effort to really push off rebounds, like to really try to get down the court fast. The announcers were talking about it um, in terms of Duke's able to, Duke's not having to ball screen you to make, like to get the mismatch in the half court. They're getting it in transition because they're just really making you run. Um, You think that's an effort of just these two teams that we've played? I mean, they're not the best of teams we've played, or do you think that's something that maybe we see going forward in terms of just trying to, unlock a little bit more with this offense no i i do think it's conscious especially like when you consider how slow notre dame plays and that we were able to do that against them a little bit too um and the fact that we were able to do it without forcing a ton of turnovers in in the bc game like uh, how many did they end up having like nine or something like that that's not a lot right Uh, and a lot of them weren't live ball either like we forced a shot clock violation there's some that balls that went out of bounds and stuff like that so, um, yeah, you just saw it. Like, I think you saw the result in our points off of turnovers. I think we had uh, 19 points off of their nine turnovers, which is obviously phenomenal. That's yeah. over two points for each one. Yeah, that's huge. Um, and I think it's also like when we're seeing these guards, especially McCain, that like the way he's able to rebound. I mean, I think Proctor has five rebounds. Foster has six rebounds. Roach has three. Re- so when those guys are coming down to help, it just really kind of opens things up to be able to run. I mean, McCain can get it off the glass and just go if he wants to. Um, it also allows Flip maybe to kind of start to get ahead of steam to be able to run the floor. Mark to be able to run the floor a little bit. Um so, I mean, yeah, on the glass, we were really good. I thought I thought this was another game where um, we shared the ball pretty well, 19 assists to would we have seven turnovers or something like that. So it was yeah. good to see that kind of come back into, into shape here. Um, you, you concerned at all about the, the, the dip in the three-point shooting? I mean, we've talked about it a little bit over the last three games. Again, we were on pace here to not shoot well. The second half kind of saved us there a little bit. 
um, you think it's a team thing or do you think it's just, well, we have a guy that shoots six to eight a game. And if he's off, like if McCain's one of eight in a game, that's just going to skew our numbers so badly. Yeah, I, I really do think it's mostly related to McCain's slump there. Um, and even, you know, the, the games before this one, uh, Roach had kind of struggled to shoot threes. Proctor was struggling a little bit, too. They seem to break out of it a little bit more. Um, I'm hoping that the second half of this game was kind of like a little bit of more of a sign of things to come. Because I think we shot, what, four of 16 in the first half and then like six of 14 or something like that in the yep. second half, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, the second half is just like um, just beautiful basketball a little yeah. bit there, right? Like just um, we didn't end the first half super great. Like we did and we didn't, right? Like where's you? We did and we did. Um, <laughs> is that idea of we, we let them creep back in and then we we kind of responded really well. And then I don't even know what really happened that final play of the first half. Mm -hmm. I saw John was like pissed mm -hmm. off. I mean, you got 20 seconds and you take like a contested Roach step back three like it looked like we had five seconds to get something up like that was a little um odd there but it was nice to see us start the second half and just immediately those first um few minutes i mean the first 10 minutes of the second half we double them up 24 to 12 yeah. so and really it was those first uh like two or three minutes where yeah. they did not score on like five or six straight possessions and we scored on pretty much every possession and it wasn't yeah. like that they were just missing shots like they weren't even they were struggling to even get shots off there there was the shot clock violation there was another turnover and then the other ones they were just kind of like having to throw up some garbage yep yeah i thought mark played really really strong in that second half yeah. too, running the floor oh yeah especially um, on offense he was yeah great. he was phenomenal on offense he hits two three he hits two, both of his threes yeah, tonight so flip hit two threes as well so yeah you know hopefully yeah. that means something for both of them but yeah that would be nice i mean um did you say that mark was uh three of 10 in conference before this yeah now he's shoot, he's 42 percent in conference. yeah that's now. what i was gonna say yeah, five <laughs> of 12 yeah low, 12 low 12. volume but yeah yeah and he's you know he's six of 31 on the year now but i think he was like what he was one of 22 yeah. or something at so it's one trended point up for sure. there so it's like you know i mean there's still a chance that he could finish at 30 percent somehow you know yeah. so um that, that's that's kind of wild there but yeah another another strong strong effort from them definitely nice from flip and i think we maybe should take just a second and talk about flip because we i think everyone deep dived on him over the last few games here it's it still wasn't like peak flip by any means but i thought what he was doing defensively was just really good like really good and it wasn't in a way that i think can, is like maybe super tangible um or in a way that you can really kind of like report it or maybe even that you could see it in certain times uh, he was joking with mccain about like you know you got 10 rebounds and mccain was like well yeah it's nice when you're boxing everybody out and i can fly in and right. just get the board yeah I, I want i do wonder if like part of the reason flip didn't get a lot of rebounds is because our guards are running uh getting rebounds so well and we're you know running off of those rebounds so maybe there is a kind of concerted thing there like do you remember when uh Steven Adams was in uh, Oklahoma City. He like had really poor rebounding numbers, but Russell Westbrook had like 15 a game at times. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comp, I think, there. When you have a guard that's willing to do that, that's leaking down to do that, um, as long as we're bodying the, the other side, then he can come in and crash that. And so uh, I'm, I'm not too concerned about him having one um, rebound. 
you know, might would like to see him get a few more offensive rebounds because that's something yep. that doesn't really contribute to that, what we're talking about. But um, I thought for the most part, it was a nice, nice little bounce back game from Flip. I mean, he has 16. Um, Especially really the second games. half. Yeah. 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 The second half for sure. Um, he did hit his first three. So I thought that right. it was going to be like a big flip game, right? Because he had like five points like really quickly. Yep. Um, and then he went like one of six or something where he missed like four, five out of six there. And then he kind of found it again a little bit. Um, I thought his yeah. passing was good again, too. I mean, I don't really have much bad to say about him. Yeah, I thought he played a really smart game. He just struggled to shoot in the first half a little bit. I think he was three of nine. And then the second half, I think he goes four of seven or something like that. So, because he mm-hmm. finished seven to 15, I believe. So, to me, that's like something he could carry forward. I thought that that second half was just probably the best all around he's played in a while. Yep. Yep. And it's, I think we're starting to like, have a little bit more offensive diversity where the usage doesn't have to be we go through stretches where he kind of gets like super high usage like and he missed 506 like very quickly right um but when we're playing within this flow and we're playing dynamically and maybe when we're playing in transition is when it really just starts to open things up i mean um that that segment in the was it the the end of the first half where we started to come back we get in transition and foster just shoots one of the most like prettiest like transition threes there right i mean Mm -hmm. that thing goes way up and just splashes um i think that was the only three he hit i think he only had like one other no he just had free throws after that speaking Um, of him uh well he was involved in the play didn't end up making a shot but uh there was uh, my favorite part of the game was probably it was in the second half and this to me was like this was like the game was over at this point basically because it was like eight minutes left proctor hits a three off a fast break then Proctor gets a steal on the other end. Then he comes down, passes it to Foster. Foster has a three rim out. McCain gets the offensive rebound. Flip gets the putback, and we're up 17. It's kind of like, okay, they're done. Yeah. You yeah. know, I know they cut it to like 10 or 12, but there was no threat to me after that. Yeah. And we had a few like really, really good looks from three that could have just blown this thing completely open. Right. I mean, yeah. Jared had several um, that were just great looks. Uh, one thing I want to talk about real quickly, and then we'll, we'll take a little break here, is we've mentioned the defense. Um, but I think coming in, we talked about that like BC can score. Now, they're, they're not a good defensive team, but they can score for our defense to just it's hard to say you dominate in a 15 point win, but I mean, they're five of 26 from three, you know, like they're a team that can shoot the three. Well, um, you win that battle going away to hold them to under 20% from three. It's like, yeah, that that's now some of it was missed shots on there and they had some good ones that just, but man, they were missing like badly on some of them, like really yeah. badly on some of them. Um, and that's what I mentioned. There was uh, I think, like two or three attempts from one of their worst three-point shooters. I'm like, I'm okay with that. It seemed very concerted. It was like how people sag off Mitchell. Yeah. But yeah, I think they only shot 40% from the field overall or something like that. So, you know, and like you mentioned, they made some mid-range shots, but that's good defense to me. Like that's what people don't seem to understand on Twitter and stuff when you get in these discussions. It's like, dude, if you you prevented them from getting to the rim – and you uh, prevented them from taking a three, and then they hit a mid-range shot, and it's at least a little bit contested, so be it. You just have to live with it. Yep, you just have to live with it. Um, I mean, 
you know, for us to hold their entire team outside of Madsen to under 100 offensive rating and no one that played for us had lower than 100. Oh, no one that played meaningful minutes for us had lower than 100. Um, That's pretty dominant, pretty dominant. But let's take a quick little break here and then we'll come back and kind of round things up. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com sale. That's hellotend.com sale. And book your free consult today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. All right, well, let's come back here. Um, we, we've talked about some of the guys. You know, we talked about Flip. Um, I thought this was also a nice little bounce back from Roach and from Proctor. Roach, again, yep. with this kind of just typical quiet 16 points had a lot of just nice he was making some in-range shots that were just getting to his spots um and that jumper just butter yeah i get every shot he takes i'm like that's good that's good it's good (laughs) um did you notice how uh how often we were running uh what brian geisinger calls like the empty side pick and roll yeah just over and over again and i thought that was a really good look for us yeah. But yeah, that that mid-range shot, like that little pull-up fadeaway that he does, just I I just love that thing, man. I know, I know. <laughs> it's so good. It's we were doing a lot of good stuff. Um, like we were really loading up like a lot of times. Yeah. And um, I forget who was on the call, but she was talking about it of there was a moment where it's like flip, Proctor, and Mark are kind of all like kind of just congested there and we're just running like around these like little like pseudo fake screens and yep. it ends up in just a Proctor three um just a lot of smart stuff that we were doing there in terms of like how we were creating space how we were opening up the floor um mark mark streaking down the baseline several times i thought was great too and we were great at hitting him when that happened yeah yeah um so yeah i mean lots of good things to i think take away from this you know uh, we've mentioned him a little bit another another nice little outing from sean stewart you know he seems to he's starting to maybe finally break into the rotation full time here 
yeah. some lapses there too, right? I think he was in during that like end of the first half sequence on offense a little bit. Had a, once or twice he got lost on defense, but I think he's at the point now where he's proven okay, he can be a rotation player. In fact, yeah. I, I would prefer him to come in first big off the bench at this point because yeah. maybe that's matchup dependent, but um, not a great game from, from Ryan here mm, in this no. one. So I, I think at this point, maybe you just try to play play with Sean and you just you give up a little bit. You kind of just let some of this stuff get shaken off. I mean... I don't know. He had he played 12 minutes tonight. Do you see that as being sustainable going forward? We got some big time comp well, ACC big time competition coming up. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see if he plays against um, you know, the more kind of top 25 Kempom teams because against North Carolina, he only got in for maybe like 3 minutes in the first half. And that's why yeah. I thought it, it was it was big for him these last two games that he was able to play like 11 or 12 minutes and in this game he plays some in the second half, which I think is you know, more meaningful than getting the quick yank. I, yeah. I think he's he looks much improved on defense. Like there, like you said, there are some lapses. Um, but it looks much more to me like he understands the scheme and knows where to be. And he's been yeah. really active. Um the offensive stuff, it's like he's so he's still pretty limited on offense. Like he's a little clumsy, like even, you know, despite his athleticism, he's missed a fair amount of dunks. And yeah. then if he gets if he gets sent to the free throw line, I know he made one of two in this game, but it's pretty much like a turnover. That shot, it's Form just is like a, yeah. No, like even the, even the second one he made, it's just like a brick that just kind of <laughs> dropped in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think too, it's because he had a one where he like flipped, tried to send him a pocket pass, and it kind of bobbles it right, and like that could have been some points. Um, I'm hoping that that's like you get him where he knows that he's playing 15 minutes a night maybe. And it's like that starts to come together a little bit. We start to figure out how to use him a little bit more. If he can play more in those lineups with like a guy like Proctor um, who's or, and Foster that are looking for the lob. Like that's another thing too. If, if he's in there, I'd, I'd like to see a, a few of those sets where maybe flip screens for him and get him kind of curling. And then flip can either flare out or do some of that kind of Spain stuff. Um, or, I don't know. or run that um, baseline out of bounds to get him to the lob. You know what I mean? Yeah, like where you have somebody yeah. uh, flashing to the corner and that distracts a defender and then he's cutting down the middle. Like it's yeah. a play we've run a lot when we've had athletic guys. Yeah. Um, or if like if Mark's not in the game and you would do that flip left block, maybe you have Sean kind of coming in for the, the lob attempt there or something like that. Um yeah, I mean, he's the only guy that we have that could really put that yeah. level of rim pressure on. So it would be nice to see. I think we could get him as a decent help side block, you know, or pick up some blocks on that help side. Um, what I like most about it is it really solidifies us with seven guys. If we yeah. can get him to 15 and then we'll let Ryan and Jalen kind of piggyback on who wants to be the eighth guy a little bit there. Maybe TJ gets a few minutes. Um, yeah, it just kind of depends on on the matchup, I think. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping it's like uh, that we see a trajectory. It's not going to be like Lively's trajectory because he's not no. as talented as Lively. But what we did see last year, right, was Ryan playing heavy minutes as the primary backup big when Lively wasn't ready. And then by the end of the year, Ryan was just sort of phased out of the rotation. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's that John like loves Ryan. It's just sometimes the other big, the backup big just isn't quite ready for those minutes. 
and at least Ryan gives you a kind of a floor, right? It may yeah. be a very limited one, but for the most part, he's not going to screw up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think the only other thing that I really wanted to men- mention in this game is just, and I, I put, talked about a little bit on Twitter, um, just the kind of a missed opportunity from McCain there. Like if he just shoots like his normal percentages, he has one of the better guard performances we might have seen recently. I mean, he has 10 rebounds, he has five assists, no turnovers, has 11 points, but he's one of eight from three, five and 15 from the field. If that's four of eight from three and, you know, like whatever, like nine of 15 from the field, like, and he's coming out with like a 22, 10 and five game, like that's, that's a big time game. Well, I like that. I like that he's clearly in a, a shooting slump, right? But yeah. he's finding other ways to contribute, like three out of the last four games, 10 plus rebounds. Right now, I think he's up to, including this game, he's like at nearly like just below five rebounds a game, which yeah. is amazing for a guard. Um, when you extrapolate it to 40 minutes, it's like six and a half or something like that. So, right. you know, just super, super impressive. Best rebounding guard I can remember Duke having. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess if you want to mention someone like Demarcus Nelson, who yeah. played more of a forward, he right, played center exactly. at times for <laughs> us, and he, he's not a Gerald Henderson where he's just jumping out of the gym to get these either. Um, yeah, I consider those guys more like wings, if that makes yeah. sense. Kind of yeah, a, me too. You know, they're me like too. threes to me, who yeah. sometimes played two, sometimes played four, depending on the lineups. But yeah, um, he's like a pure two that's only six foot three and is yeah. somehow out rebounding our bigs at times. And he's just gotten so much better in the lane, dude. At getting oh, yeah. to the rim, finishing, had that nice kick out, I think, to Roach um, in the corner on one. Like he's bulldozing his way in. That move where um, he took post off the dribble and just blew by him was. Really and nice. he's just so much quicker, it seems like, yeah. too, right? Like he's catching and just boom, he's immediately getting downhill into the lane. Um, and that's what makes me not really concerned about the three. Because if this was two and a half months ago, and he's just not hitting threes. Well, he wasn't hitting twos either. And teams are yeah. just not going to, you know, but now um, they have to kind of, they can't play too much on him because he's just taking them right to the rim. So as he continues to do that, hopefully that's going to open up the three point shot again for him a little bit. I mean, he's, he's getting some good looks. Like I'm sure teams are scouting him better, but he still, he had like three or four looks in this game that were, you know, ones you would expect him to normally make. So I think he'll come around with that. And he may just be a little bit, his legs may just be a little bit tired because some of those threes and uh, that mid-range shot too was short. So he's playing heavy minutes. Yeah, I was going to say too, he's played heavy minutes over the last, what, five or six games or so, like a lot of heavy minutes. So Well, because honestly, he's been over that stretch, probably our second best player after Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, because it hasn't, because Roach had one bad game in there. Um lips been struggling so yeah it makes sense that he's playing that much yeah yeah i mean um yeah we've had some injury stuff too right like you're saying yeah. so you know whatever um all right well I, I think that's all i have for that i think we could yep. uh spend a little bit of time here talking about wake who comes into cameron on monday um you haven't really heard a whole lot about wake nationally i haven't but when you start to look into their numbers man this is a pretty scary matchup i think scary might be strong but i mean it's one of the better teams that we've played oh, yeah, um for sure. and it, you know they're 28th on ken palm they're 16 and 7 overall they're 8 and 4 in the conference 
but they play both sides. I mean, they have a 20, the 25th on offense, 50th in defense. But if you look at just in conference play, they got the second best offense. We have the first, um, mm. they have the third best defense, right? It's like they can shoot the ball, um, really well, really well from the free throw line from two from three, like they don't have much of a weakness offensively when they're looking at it. Um, <sighs> I'll step back from predictions just yet, but they're coming off a three-game winning streak. Um, four guys that can shoot that are shooting thirty-eight plus percent from three. Um, I guess if you want to look on the other side of things, they're not a deep team. They're no. not a deep team. Um, they're almost near dead last in bench minutes. Maybe you can wear them out a little bit, is what you're hoping for. But man, the guys that they play, like their top six, is I mean, it's pretty deadly line up there. Um, I don't know if you've watched them much, but they've got a few. Uh, the transfer kid, what's his name? Um, from Gonzaga, uh, Salas. Yeah, Hunter Salas. Salas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's he's coming over. I mean, he's shooting probably, the probably out of their ball. best player. Um, depending on what you want to look at, I mean, one hundred and nineteen offensive rating. Um, yeah, sixty-one percent true shooting, just uh forty percent from three. Yeah. I mean, um, they got the other transfer from Central Michigan, Kevin Miller. He's been pretty solid for them, too. Um, and then they got some old guys that have been around, right? The, uh, Andrew Carr. Um, what's the other guy? Um, uh, Hildreth. Hildreth, yep, yep. And they got another Gonzaga transfer, too, the big guy, um, Reed. So yeah. I guess they just went cherry-picking from Gonzaga, <laughs> which is a viable strategy, right? Gonzaga's been pretty good the last several years, so yeah. why not? Um, Seems like Gonzaga could maybe use those guys this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Though they did just get a big win over Kentucky, like right that's before true. we started recording. But that's but, their third straight home loss, so yeah. maybe Kentucky's just, I don't know, man, they've lost something over <laughs> there. The, the flavor in the water is not true. Not, not treating cow so well um i don't i don't know man like i don't want to send this up as a doom and gloom but how are you feeling heading into this matchup short turnaround yeah those are the factors working against us uh the fact it wakes such a good offensive team and the fact that it's such a quick turnaround i don't know when uh wake just played today too didn't they yeah they, they, put, they, they beat nc state by four at home right yeah. so yeah i mean if, if you're beating nc state by four at home clearly you're not this juggernaut or anything right um right but at the same time the the three-point percentage just scare me a little bit just because that's something that's just so hard to control and then uh you know we don't want to be fouling them like um number two in free throw percentage in the entire country and like 81 percent today <laughs> as a team yeah. you know it's like ooh. Really don't want to get them on the line. Um, and if anything, their defense is a little depressed by uh, they have poor free throw defense, which is obviously not a real thing, right? That's just luck. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, I guess my rebuttal to all that would be I like the way we're playing a lot. Like right now, I know that those we just played two kind of one bad opponent and one mediocre opponent, but. I think that there's stuff you can take away from those performances. Like even okay. though we're not shooting the three well, I think that the the effort level is probably better than it's been all year. I don't know if it's just a response to the Carolina game was like it was a, like a little bit of a reality check or something maybe, or maybe John sure. just kind of like you know got into them a little bit. But I just I feel like we're in a good place, especially if 
flips second half bounce back there is real and he can kind of get something from that going forward. Yeah, maybe you get a a, a return to the mean um, yeah. for, for Jared to, um, well, Kim Palm predicts a 79-73 Duke win. I'll toss it to you first. One, are you picking Duke to win this game and do you like that spread? Well, um, I don't like the spread. I think it's going to be closer than that if we win. But I think, yeah, yeah, why not? Give me um, Duke 79 to 76. So, you know, the, they'll score three more than predicted. Okay. Um, yeah, man, this one's tough for me. Um, I definitely don't like the spread. I, I don't, I think this is going to be a really close game. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and put it out here like this. I think we split with Wake. I, I don't yeah. I don't think we're gonna sweep them. I think they're too good for that. Maybe we can. Um I don't really like how sometimes we can get into these walls and let teams kind of hang around in Cameron because everyone wants to win there too. Um yeah, I hate to do it, man, but I guess I'll have to do it. I hadn't taken one in a long time. I, I'm gonna take Wake in a close one here. Yeah. Um, I'll say something like 80 to 76 or something like that um not not i'm gonna get ragged on twitter for this i don't feel bad about where we're at but I'm, i really like steve forbes um i think he's a really good coach he was really good at east Tennessee state he's been really good for wake forest the last few years um last year they were kind of a little up and down but um yeah, I, I could see if we're not ready and if we let like if, if that first half happens, like towards the end of the first half with BC that we saw with Notre Dame a little bit, like ah, wait, wake's too good, I think, to just be able to turn it on and, and put them away. Um, yeah, their guard, their guards are really good. Um, it would not surprise me. It's funny, I think you even picked the same score as the pick game because I was just going to compare it to the pick game of like, yeah, oh, yeah, I could see it going like that where they just make a lot of threes and win a close one because we can't keep up offensively. Yeah. And you know, and if that goes the other way, anytime we're both predicting a very slim spread, it's not like, Oh my God, you know, you predicted a loss. And it's like, well, we're talking about a two possession game here. So sure. They miss one of those threes. We make one and that flips around and we win a two or three point game. Um, A blowout, I guess would surprise me either way. You know, like I don't think we're getting blown out at home. Um, I'm not sure that we blow them out either. But then again, the last time we had one of these really short turnarounds that I was terrified of, we go on the road to Virginia Tech (laughs) and maybe play our best game of the year or one of them. So, you know, uh, I I guess that maybe there's some room to be optimistic there, but I just like their size. You know, they two of their Kevin Miller, they start him. He's a sophomore. Um, He's only six foot, but you have Solace at six five, Hildreth at six four, so they can match up with us out there if they want to. you know, we'll see. We'll see if this is a game where Jared does go five of eight from from three or five of ten from three. Then that blows this out of the out of the water, probably. But you know, they got they got some bruisers down there. They got a six ten and Andrew Carr, a seven footer, and Reed that that could cause some issues on how we want to defend those guys. Which ones Mart taken? Which ones flip taken? Maybe it does give us a little bit of opportunity to unlock this five out a little bit, right? You you really just put those dudes in ball screens, you bring on on the perimeter and make them make them defend, but. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big game. Should be a great crowd too. Hopefully, yep. right? Like I think we should be fired up for this. Hope we're not sleeping on. I don't think we're gonna sleep on them. But no. um, they're gonna be ready. They're gonna yeah. Be ready. I, I won't be upset with a loss to be honest. If that did play out that way, it's like they are. What are they in Ken Palm now? Like twenty eighth, twenty eighth. Okay, yeah. So very solid team. Um, 
you know, it's just, I feel like as long as I kind of continue to see the good habits that we've had recently kind of go forward. Um, and then if, if, uh, you know, if flip and Mitchell and guys like that can, and Proctor continue to play well, I'll be fairly content about it. It's just like, you know, if, if we come out with lack of effort, that's more of a problem to me. Yeah. And I think I was looking, trying to look up now. I think they're 33 in the net. What's the cutoff for that? Does that make this a. No, unfortunately, it's 30. So. Oh, perfect. Hey, it could be a quad one loss if they beat us. That's. So. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right. Half full. <laughs> There's there. a silver lining. It's either yeah. a quad two win or probably a quad one loss after they get the bump after beating us. Yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, a quad one loss, like assuming they did get in the top 30, is not really going to, you know make or break our season yeah um, it would kind of suck just because we're still within striking distance of the acc title yeah uh, and carolina is not playing nearly as well as they had been um, i know they squeaked by one today um right. miami just kind of fell apart there towards the end but yeah i mean they yeah. nearly dropped three of four yeah so yeah. they're not looking yeah. invincible yeah and we got three games on the road coming up yeah. and so again if we I'm just thinking that we're going to split with them and I could see yep. them kind of maybe getting us here and maybe we kind of bounce back and get them down there or vice versa. Um, would definitely be nice to win knowing that you go to Florida state to Miami and then to wake after that, that's going to be a tough little stretch, but um, won't get into that too much. I am looking forward. I'll give us a little, a little bit of a nugget here. I'm looking forward to after the wake game, Probably a few days later, we're going to have Brian Geisinger come on, who does a lot of stuff for the Devils. He's going to be at the game too. He told me. Yeah, so. yeah, perfect. So he writes a lot of stuff for Duke. He also covers a lot of stuff from Wade. Really excited to get him on to talk about some of these. Hopefully, we can do it with the win, just because that would be a lot more exciting, a lot more fun. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. So uh, yeah, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe. Um, you can find us in all the usual and unusual places. You can find us on the boards at thedevilsden.com. You can find us on X slash Twitter at devilsdenpod247. You can email us at thedevilsdenpod at gmail.com. And uh, keep the faces strong in the verb. Go Duke.